Good everybody, welcome or welcome back to the Dylan Walker Podcast. This week we are back with a conversation, another long form, awesome, saucy, sexy, juicy, sensual conversation with my now friend Laura Allen. But before we get into that, uh, like always, we're going to take a moment to slow down, take a breath and be present. Just for a short amount of time, it might be the first time you do it today. So if you can, close your eyes or relax your body, relax your shoulders down. And just focus on your breath coming in and then out. And just take one beautiful deep breath in. And as you let it out, just relax. And I want you today just to think of something that you're grateful for. It might be the roof of your head, might be the food in your poku, your belly. It might be the sun or water. Or might just be the fact that you're alive and your heart is beating and your lungs are breathing. So for one last time, breathing it all in. And letting it out. And hopefully you are feeling more calm more relaxed and more present for this epic conversation you're about to hear. And this is one of my favorite types of conversations to have because we're talking about a topic that is generally not talked about in society. And I love to be open and authentic and honest around these types of topics. And today's topic is sexuality and sensuality and sex and self-pleasure all of these things that we all do we all know about we all carry around with us every day but nobody talks about and the journey that today's guest Laura Allen has been on is an amazing one from sex addiction to understanding that part of a healthy lifestyle involves a healthy sexuality just as well as green smoothies as well as yoga and meditation and having the best yoga pants you need to have a healthy sexual relationship with yourself and then with your lovers so we talk about some really yeah it's saucy and it's sexy and it's might make you feel a tiny bit uncomfortable but it's so important and this the conversation like this is so insightful to me about how to get in touch with something so primal and so raw and so real that exists with inside all of us. Uh, so we talk about her journey to healthy sexuality. We talk about how being in touch with her sexuality puts you in touch with the rest of pleasure that exists within the rest of the world that we experience on a day-to-day basis. You know, looking out and seeing a beautiful sunset and being turned on by it. The pleasure that exists all around us. Um, and understanding sexuality sexuality between men and women uh, and how you can cultivate healthy sexuality and pleasure. So really epic conversation. I hope you enjoy it. And remember to go check out Laura's brand, La Lula. Uh, all the notes for that will be in the show notes. 
And thank you so much for listening. If you want to reach out, just send me a brainwave or a signal. I'll pick up on it. Uh, amazing to have you here. I hope you're having an amazing night or day or wherever you are. I love all of you. Enjoy this conversation. Peace. Kia ora and namaste. <laughs> How was the launch? <laughs> La Lula, you, you had your launch last Thursday. Yeah. How did it go? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. It really, really was amazing. Um, I've, I'm launching the podcast, the first episode of the podcast this Wednesday. So that's in a couple of days. Cool. And uh, yeah, last Thursday was really just a celebration of the platform and, and um yeah sort of the ethos behind it all and it was just amazing to have so much support there from my friends as well as people who I had never met before mm, coming yeah. to learn about the brand and have a good time so were you were you like pretty amazed by that type of people who were showing up yeah I really was actually it was um it was a really beautiful mix of people mm. but um yeah just like uh well i mean of course the brand is going to attract the right person yeah right and and it really everyone who showed up was pretty much exactly what i had envisioned Mm -hmm. um for lola so that's perfect and i'm happy because my marketing must be working if Mm. there were people there who i didn't (laughs) know so um yeah just really grateful and honored to um have that celebration Mm. yeah 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 and i want to get into La Lula and what's about anything, but I kind of want to get uh, go back to the beginning mm-hmm. and hear about your journey into sexuality and healing your own sexuality. So if we want to go, yeah, back to the beginning and like, how did you become interested in it and why are you now in a position where you're like ready to share about mm. it? Yeah, so it all sort of started. The idea for La Lula really started when I first started getting into health and blogging and doing all that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff and I would be posting about food all the time and you know green smoothies and so on but then I would write a post about sensuality or sexuality and I would just lose so many followers and that was really just mind-boggling to me Um, because you know my whole mission with Lalula is to really bring sexuality and sensuality to the health and wellness table alongside our yoga pants right Mm -hmm. Um, so that's kind of where the idea, that's where like the, the spark happened, but my personal journey with sexuality, um, yeah, has definitely been a big one for me. So my, my health journey really started, uh, about three years ago when I had my, you know, glorious rock bottom moment mm. and I had moved to New York and, um, lasted about five days because Mm. I was so unwell and and went back to Amsterdam where I was living prior and um, really kind of decided to take my health into my own hands and yeah it was about then that I started to work with food in the beginning I really started to pay attention to my mental health Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. yeah learning about mindfulness and kind of really discovering for the first time that I wasn't my thoughts and all of that kind of stuff. And I feel like sexuality was really the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Mm -hmm. Um, It was sort of the last like big healing modality that I really dove deep into. And 
for me personally, it was where I had the most profound change in my life, not only within my sex life with myself and with my lovers, but um, really in my career and just every aspect of my life, my relationships as well. Um, And on a really high level, once I started healing and working within my sensuality, I felt like I just had a whole different lens to look through like mm. life just looked rosier and juicier juicier <laughs> yeah juicier yeah. and but you say so you, you you've been you had healing with um like your health and obviously sexuality but where like where was your kind of what was your relationship with your sexuality before all of that and like sort of what was the rock bottom that you went through to get you to mm. where you are now where you're in a place to start sharing mm, yeah so Mm, I think so my relationship to sexuality growing up had always been uh, a little bit troublesome Mm. I really struggled a lot with things like self-worth and and self-love growing growing up and um, that really was reflected in my sex life Um, and as I got older it sort of developed into this really unhealthy relationship to sex and to me acting and treating sex like a way to validate myself or to feel like I was loved even if the person I was having sex with was a complete stranger who literally had zero love or affection for me right so you were looking for like that sense of like the thing that we're all looking for Mm. which is to feel accepted and to feel loved but you were getting that small little bits of that through sex and then you would, it would, that feeling would go and then you'd be back looking for it again yeah well I think it really comes down to my upbringing right so um I you know it's, it's very like classic psychology 101 but my dad wasn't particularly present in my life when I was younger and I just deeply longed longed for his love and I was sent to boarding school when I was nine and as an adult I can, you know, maybe logistically see, you know, why that was a good idea at it's the time. It's pretty ruthless though. It's it was super ruthless and it was yeah. hard, really hard. And just reflecting on the thing your dad so in a way you said that you were looking for that love mm. that you wanted from your dad but through other people and and the and the way you were um, conversing them was with, with sex. Yeah, absolutely. And so I was just kind of like uh, I was kind of sort of thrown out on my own and mm. at this boarding school and one thing led to another and I started acting out because I was so desperately craving love and attention mm. and affection um, and I started to think that the only way to get that was through sex um, and yeah as, as an adult that really sort of turned into um, even casual sex and me believing that simply by having sex with this person that means that I'm lovable right um and that's you know that's been a big thing for me to kind of unpack over the years and learn how to have sex with someone from a place of overflow and love and wanting to share that love with another person as opposed to I really need you to fuck me so that I can feel good about myself yeah but but and and that like disillusion were was there like a part of your ego or something that was constantly fulfilled like yes like i'm obviously attractive like any guy will fuck me sort of thing was that sort of like your identity that you'd built in a way that you sort of believed in 
Yeah, I mean, like being attractive and having a lot of sensual energy yeah. was something that I always had awareness of. Yeah. Um, of course, when I was younger, that was very much taken advantage of because yeah. I was so vulnerable and I really didn't know any better. Um, had very weak boundaries and no educational support to teach me otherwise. Um, and then as an adult, um, yeah, it was very, I used it to manipulate to manipulate people i used my sexuality as a manipulation wow. tool how, how does how, like, how can you explain that yeah well i mean manipulating men with sex right and yeah. um but what were you getting from it Just what i scent. thought was love right right yeah you know and so i had this very warped idea about how to get love from another person yeah it was hugely just dysfunctional and mm. yeah, really left me sort of crying in the fetal position on the floor a lot of the time. And after afterwards, yeah. And it just got to the point where even sex in my, in my, in my loving relationships was really painful and I didn't have the awareness at the time, but um, yeah, I really, have learned since then that it doesn't have to be that way. And mm. that's kind of, that's sort of really been a catalyst for me to work in this industry because I find that as women, we can be really quiet about our pleasure or what our needs are mm. um, within our sexual relationship with other people. And we just don't really have the tools on a commercial scale to learn how to claim our pleasure and ask right. for what we want or even what we need. Not, not even on a, on a technical level, you know, it's not like, Oh, I want to ask if this person can rub my clit a different way. Mm -hmm. It's, it's also about, can you, you mean just like in bed or something or when you're with someone Well, like aftercare, you know, it's like, how do you want to be treated after sex? Is it important to you that you, uh, have a certain amount of time and space to lay next to this person and connect mm. with them afterwards? Mm. What about communication after an inter and after an interaction with somebody, you know, how do you communicate via text message or phone yeah. and things like that? Like, what is it that you need to feel safe and loved and seen and supported in this relationship? Yeah. And, know that you know those are things that you're that you're worthy of and that you deserve to to have mm. and it's just a matter of like learning the tools to not only embody them yourself but communicate them to your lover your partner yeah. your even even on a casual sex basis you yeah. know yeah and, and but what how do you what besides that you know you had your experience with your dad uh besides that what else has made um, the understanding of people's relationship with sexuality, especially women, um, the way it is. And mm. it's very much sort of like you said, go out, you just like go for a fuck or you're just, it's about like how many people you've had sex with or, mm. um, how good your sex was. And is it, is there anything else in our culture that's sort of making us move towards that or like what? Cause it's the, that's the norm, right? Yeah. It's the norm that it's, it's, done on a very surface level yeah so. totally so i think there's this like idea in you know common common society that to have a good sex life you're you know wildly outrageously good in bed mm. you're having lots of sex mm. and um you know like your penis is the size and you're a multi-orgasmic woman and mm. like all of this kind of stuff um 
but I believe that healthy healthy sexuality is is really very holistic and um, it's so much more than simply how you perform in the bedroom it's about giving yourself to permission to experience pleasure in all areas of mm. your life mm. and it's about communication it's about your relationships and who you surround yourself with um, it's about how much spaciousness you have to play in your life it's about sensuality and yeah just like like receiving as a woman as a as a feminine woman it's about allowing yourself to receive and right. pleasure and then also know yourself enough to communicate the boundaries that you need yeah so like on a holistic level tapping into your sexuality more and more deeply allows you kind of to tap into like other aspects of your life more deeply yeah i believe so and when i talk about sexuality holistically I mean that in a sense where, you know, it's not all about sexuality in, in a sense. It's not only about your pussy. It's about using your sexuality as a health modality like yoga or mm. like green mm. smoothies. Um, you know, using your connection that you have with yourself and with your sex area as a way to sort of invigorate yourself mm. and bring that life force that juicy pleasurable energy into your creative projects mm. into your work into your relationships into your saturday night out yeah um mm, and i mean like another thing with sexuality being holistic is um your libido is so directly linked to your physical dietary health mm, right it's it's, right, yeah. it's about hormonal health mm -hmm. and you know so many women um have menstrual issues like pcos um, polycystic ovarian syndrome oh wow it's pretty common it sounds it sounds super dramatic and it is for a lot of people pcos uh, pcos yeah <laughs> yeah that's, um, i've never heard of that yeah i i actually had pcos right. um but i've completely reversed it now through diet and lifestyle yeah. um and that's a big piece that we're going to be covering within Lalula. And why I've created Lalula to be like this is because it's not the Laura Allen show, right? It's mm -hmm. a it's a totally collaborative platform where I'll be bringing in health practitioners, nutritionists, sexologists, yeah. as well as sex coaches to really paint the holistic picture of healthy sexuality because what we eat directly contributes to how we perform in the bedroom mm. you know if if your hormonal health is completely out of whack and if your cycles are just you know unmanageable then that's going to affect how you feel sexually mm. um how we move our bodies is a to is totally connected to how we're gonna mm. perform in the bedroom you know yeah. what i mean like it's it's almost common sense it's like if we are kind of active i'm not talking going to the gym every day but if we are moving our bodies in a way that lights us up and makes us feel vital and strong you know that affects our confidence and mm. we're going to mirror that in the bedroom as yeah. well yeah. and so um that's what I'm saying when I'm talking about healthy sexuality being very holistic mm. because it's not just a matter of, you know, putting a, a, a dildo up your pussy and learning and how I to have a G spot orgasm. Yeah, exactly. It's not just about that. Yeah. It's it's really about your 
your whole health. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of remember now reflecting on it. It's kind of a time where me and my partner started to have more, um, how would you put it? Like more connected sex or make, making love in a way more way in a way which is way more like about making love mm. and at the same time i started to talk about on the podcast a lot about like how i was like you could look at a beautiful landscape and like feel sexually aroused by it yeah and and i'm just reflecting because i'm just like remembering all these thoughts i was having and maybe it's just more part of my psyche now where i can just like look at something or you can look at a flower and it's not that you're f- you want to fuck the flower mm. it's that you're just like wow this is beautiful yeah this is and it's that same sensual sexual feeling of seeing the beauty of something absolutely um and i guess by tapping more into your, your body and yourself um you, it gives you those glasses that you can wear or like that lens to kind of look at reality through i guess in a way absolutely i really feel like once you tap into the healthy sexuality space, it really is like putting the final glaze of sparkly icing on the cake mm, because mm. it just gives you a whole new realm of pleasure mm. to enjoy in your life. And when I talk about pleasure, I'm not talking about um, a penetrative, orgasmic, like um, sexual pleasure. Yeah, It's really just what you were referring to before it's about allowing yourself to see and acknowledge and experience the beauty that is around us every day mm. yeah yeah well, I, yeah yeah that's beautiful i kind of want to like touch on i feel like part of your journey of getting this still more like part of your journey of how you got to so mm. you what was your did you have any moment or time or experience that was kind of just like your rock bottom that made you sort of click into wanting to start looking at your health and just changing like so what what were you where were you in amsterdam yeah i was in amsterdam yeah, yeah what, so what were you doing then oh what wasn't i doing in amsterdam <laughs> yeah so i had sort of grown up in my 20s as this very ambitious like very driven by my kind of i guess you would say unhealthy masculine energy like yeah. um just super overdrive um and yeah, I was, I had this, I had this dream since I was a little girl to move to New York city and work in fashion. It was like a very kind of sex in the city thing that I wanted to do. And I was like, that's what I'm going to do. And then yeah. I was living in the Netherlands and I won the green card lottery. So I was like, great, this is my, this is my moment. And pretty much every single obstacle that you could ever imagine got in the way of me getting to new york it and just like flights or like finding a place to live or yeah i mean like jobs changing i had to go i had to come back to new zealand to physically get my visa and so yeah. you know there was a need to fly halfway around the world and yeah. i actually and then it just took forever so i ended up being here for six months i mean like it just goes on forever and right. it just kind so of the universe med- was like yo laura don't do it pretty much <laughs> the universe was just saying girlfriend this is not what you want to be doing yeah. and deep down i knew that in my essence, I knew that I didn't want to move to New York, but I was so stubborn and so yeah. heart set on making it there because in my mind, I thought once I get to New York, I would have made it, you know? Yeah. Um, Do you think there might've been a sense as well as that some part of you was like su- maybe suffering and it was like, this could be it? Yeah, like totally, totally. I mean, I've moved around a lot in my life and 
been very much a gypsy, um, not only in my physical location, but in work and everything mm. like that. And there's always been a grass is the greener on the other side sort of mentality yeah. with me. And it's just been due to what I believe is a lack of being able to one appreciate and be grateful for what I did have. And, you know, that whole meaning, that whole saying where the grass is greenest, we water it. Um, I I've just, never heard that. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's great. There you go. You're welcome. It's a good one, right? Yeah. yeah the grass is greenest where you water it. And that was a big lesson for me recently. But um, yeah, also just like really not being able Wait, to sit with myself. Wait, what do you mean by myself. that? Hmm? What do you mean by that? That was a big um, lesson for you recently. Oh, well, I guess like in the last sort of, you know, three years since I've been on my health journey. Right, just right, a, a right. Big, yeah. A big thing for me has been, yeah, learning to stay still and be... be put my roots down and work through challenges and not need to run away when things get hard and mm. just like yeah I really know that I'm able to hold myself actually mm. and mm. I can I can do this it's, mm -hmm. it's okay because I think a big pattern for me would just be to run right yeah um and, that, and well yeah that's, that's it really and so moving to New York for me essentially was even though it was an old dream it was just another another running away really mm. and the universe was really trying to get me to just land on my ass and it would stop at nothing to get me to do that clearly so yeah so I did I made it to New York eventually I was you know completely worn out my mental health was in my shoes I was having panic attacks I had I think $50 in my pocket it was just the the total pits and I couldn't do it I just couldn't I, I I ended up going back to Amsterdam wow. because that's where I had the most support at the time and I was really really sick I was really sick physically I was sick and mentally I was mm. really sick as well so I went home and I had one of those I had one of those real sort of like the clouds separate is a separate and then you know the light <laughs> shines and you know one of those kind of like godly moments where I literally in a second just had this awareness come to me where it's like I don't have to live like this and when you say living like this is that just being a victim really oh. just like being not in control of my health or what was going on I I knew that I wanted to get better I knew that I didn't want to live like this and, and deep down I knew that I had the potential to do great things and live a really happy beautiful life but at the same time, I just felt so powerless to my condition at the time, which essentially was just like really severe mental health problems. Mm. Any, like anything in particular? Was it, was it just... Depression like and yourself? anxiety. Right, yeah. 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 A lot of... I've always been very anxious mm -hmm. since I was a little kid. And it just, yeah, it's, it's kind of flared up at multiple times throughout my life. And this just happened to be one of the worst mm -hmm. um, periods that I, that I had. And yeah... So I literally, I just woke up one day and I said, I'm just not going to live like this anymore. Mm. And my therapist <laughs> had, you know, when people say to you when you're like kind of um, having a hard time and they say, you just need to learn how to love yourself, <laughs> right, you yeah. know, and you're just like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> come on. Like, yeah. what does that even mean? Mm. Like, what does self-love mean? And mm. how do you even begin to embody yeah. that? And at the yeah. time, I literally just had no idea. And I literally had this screenshot on my phone of 
the message that I sent to my friend, which was an absolute declaration that I would stop at nothing, (laughs) nothing to discover what self-love was and that I was going to take everything into my own hands and I wasn't going to continue to give my power away asking Mm -hmm. other people to heal me and make me feel better I was like I'm gonna do this and because I wanted to you know I was so sick of feeling that way and it it just yeah I was sick of my life sort of not going anywhere when I knew that that it could Mm. so that was really that was really the beginning um of of this and since then i've I've really stopped at nothing to discover like what self-love is you know yeah, I, I went, tell us what is it <laughs> well you know i just i've tried like so many different like healing modalities and health modalities all sorts of like meditation stuff breathwork mm. stuff like all of the kind of movement stuff dancing like you know you and i might think that it's totally normal to go to an ecstatic dance but you know it's pretty like we're we're minority and so like Mm, i would mm. i i quit drinking i quit taking drugs like my whole life changed i started going to um sex addicts anonymous which you know was definitely the right thing for me for me to do at the time and i'm really happy that i went there as it was the first time in my life that i understood that I had a problem. Right. Was with. that the first time you called it a sexual sex addiction? It's the first time I'd called it a sex addiction. Yeah, definitely. And it was the first time that I became aware that I had a real problem with my relationship to sex right, right. before. I just didn't know. I just didn't know. I thought that that's what love was. That's what I thought. I thought that's mm. what I had to do. Mm. Um, I remember the first meeting that I went to, I just broke down and cried the whole two hours a two-hour meeting wow. and i was just bawling and but i was it was it wasn't because i was sad so much I, I was sad but it was more i was relieved because it's like you have you have a, a disease sounds a bit dramatic but you have something your whole life and you don't really know in it but you know it's causing you pain and then all of a sudden you get a diagnosis and you're like oh my god yeah because well, if you know what it is and you know how to start working towards fixing it exactly exactly and so so i mean like yeah sex addicts anonymous was great for me because it was just a very supportive group um it wasn't overly you know religious or anything like that or um i was never pressured to do anything it was just really a beautiful space for me Mm. to Mm. be honest about my experience and start my healing journey with it all um so yeah that was really beneficial and valuable to me at the time and i (laughs) Once I started getting in touch with my sort of sex area, because I had been ignoring it my whole life, right? I mean, like, I had been ignoring the messages that my pussy was trying to tell me. You know, yeah. when you're sort of like, you might be going or about to go into an experience with a lover and you sort of, you have that that little inkling of, I don't think this is right, or I'm not ready yet, mm-hmm. or... Mm-hmm. So often as women, we don't listen to that. We just silence it and so go you, along with it anyway. Talking. That's your pussy talking. Yeah. Saying, it's saying stop or slow down or can we do something different or, you know, so many times we're entered before we're fully turned on and so on. And I'm sure there are plenty of experiences with men as well. Um, I just, I really do speak more to like women's sexuality at the moment. But um you know, like once I once I started getting in touch with my sex area, oh my god, my pussy was so angry at me. She was really? just like, "What the hell?" You know, 
all all our life you've been ignoring me and now you're here so um it took took me a long time to really like build trust and love and connection with my with my womb space with with my yoni again and that's why i was celibate for about a about a year just under a year um yeah and like in the beginning i wasn't even self-pleasuring or if i was it was more just about having loving touch over the rest of my body or just being very sensual you know like putting candles all around my room and and just dancing and just kind of like giving myself a a full body massage with coconut oil and like Mm. my favorite essential oil just Mm. being really loving to my body and using that as a self-pleasure experience because I really started to honor and listen to what my pussy was saying. And it was just like, no, I'm not ready yet. Mm. And that was, that was what I promised. I said, I'm going to listen to you and I'm going to look after you. And I love Mm. you because you're a part of me Mm. and we're in this together, you know? Yeah. 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 Mm. So for people who are listening, um, how, how do you, how does one start doing that? And, And like, who who like how, who do you think you're talking to like what's their relationship what's the normal relationship or like general relationship with sexu- sexuality because mm. um, I think that's a good place to start yeah because you're, you you're not you don't know what you don't know totally so like what's the what is what is the normal mindset around sexuality and then how do you start if you're not even aware of it, how do you start getting more in touch with it and then incorporating healthy sexuality and holistic sexuality into your life yeah absolutely it's um. I think the first thing to touch on and to be, you know, really clear about is that everyone is very unique when it comes to their sexuality and it's a deeply personal and yeah, unique experience for everyone. There's no cookie, there's no cookie cutter solution. There's no one size fits all. There's, it's nothing like that. So it really is up to us all as individuals to learn how to get quiet and tune into our bodies and what it is that we really need. Mm. And, you know, by using tools like meditation and so on, even, you know, when you do start to quiet the mind and do these mindfulness practices, you do start to get more body awareness. And you're naturally going to be attracted to the tools and modalities that you need to heal yourself and whatever that looks like. So, Mm. you know, on my podcast, for example, you might be attracted to one of the um, sexologists who come on the show because she's talking about some of the psychological um, boundaries that women can have um, around orgasm, you know, and that might be, that might really resonate with you. And then you'll know that that's the path that you need to go down. Mm. Or maybe it's simply like, I want to, I want to expand my pleasure in my pussy. Maybe you don't really have a lot of hangups. You've had a really healthy relationship with sex your whole life. And that's true for a lot of women too. And that's awesome. And so maybe they're like, okay, you know what? I just want to like learn how to get in touch with my G spot. And yep. therefore working with a yoni egg is better for you. Mm. Or, you know, doing one of my yoni yoga courses, for example. Mm. Um, yeah. Healthy sexuality and being a feminine woman is like really um, is, yeah, is, is such a beautiful such a beautiful thing to discover about yourself um but it's like there's many different pathways to the top of the mountain yeah. and it's just up to us to figure out which one is really right for us mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um yeah and i think like on a general scale we 
women are still very quiet and um yeah we're still very quiet about our sexuality it's there's a lot of secrets around it Mm. um i mean we might talk about it around our girlfriends but there's there can be a lot of shame there's a lot of taboo around it um especially with our partners you know it's like owning our pleasure and speaking up in the bedroom and and so on and so forth yeah it's Um, definitely the norm to like just want to you know like you just need to please the guy and then just like let him roll over and go to bed or go to sleep yeah like that is that is definitely a big big part of it and i feel like that comes from a a bunch a bunch of things you know we're kind of educated commercially by porn yeah um which is very much that experience and you know often that's actually what not what not what great connected sex looks like at Mm. all um, and then, you know, we're also, we're still experiencing this hangover from like thousands of years of sexual repression right. for men and women, yeah. right? So it's beautiful because we're now finally stepping into a time where as women, it's okay to be confident, beautiful and turned on. And we're just learning how to live like that again and feel safe because, mm. you know, it wasn't that long ago that we would have been burnt alive for it, right? Yeah. Um, that's a good point. Yeah. So um, just be patient, have self-compassion and just kind of trust your nose and go with what feels right for you and always listen to your pussy because if it's saying no, you got to honor that. Mm. Mm. How do you tune in with that though? Well, it's it's a practice, right? It's, it's a practice like doing yoga or doing mm. meditation. Um, I absolutely use meditation to tune into my body more. In the morning, something that I really love doing is just, you know, putting my hand over my heart, like, how are you today? Putting my hand over my gut, how are you today? Putting my hand over my womb space, how are you today? Just checking in with all the centers, like, what do you need? Do you need anything? How are you feeling? Mm. And again, like, when we're kind of making decisions, um, I like to work with the four four energy centers, and that's the head, the heart, the heart the gut and the pussy which i know seems like a lot and can it can be a little bit challenging um you know because they've all got their own things to say um but i mean a great one is when you're when you're taking on a new lover this is a great example like your heart just wants to love everything so your heart's going to be like oh yes yay that feels great yeah let's let's go your gut might feel you know maybe some slight reserve but is unsort of sure and your pussy might just be like, no, yeah, no, no deal. Yeah. So I usually, like if it's a really strong no in that part of my body, then I always listen to that because the womb space is is like where we create life, right? Mm. It's a really, really sacred space. And I feel like it, it's like the sage mother, grandmother, like the oldest wisdom, very deeply connected to source, your higher self, all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Your pussy knows, like it knows stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, So important to take in all of the information from all of your centers and weigh it up. And you'll get full body yeses and you'll get full body noes. And you'll have other experiences where your head is saying something really loudly, but the rest of your body is saying something Mm. different, you know. And the more you simply tune in, take the time to get quiet, listen to what your body is saying, feel what your body is saying, and then act from that space, the 
the more sort of confident you get with it. It's, yeah. it's like anything. It takes time. It takes practice. And sometimes we make mistakes and that's okay. And it's mm. just, yeah, it's just yeah. kind of doing it. I think it's important as well. And I try to do this like lots on my platform is trying to explain things in a way that someone who's not in this at all can relate to. Mm. And so when I'm talking about, I talk, talk about meditation and I do guided meditation and stuff, but, and I'm always just trying to be like, I don't want to make it too woo woo. Yeah. Cause I don't want people to miss out on the experience because they, it seems too much. Yeah. Um, so like kind of what, what would you say to the person who is just like, like, what the fuck are you talking about? What am my pussy head? Like my pussy brain or whatever. Like, Your pussy brain. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like, it's pretty also it's, it's, we've got Western science to back this up as well. Yeah. Like we now know that our gut for example, is very closely connected to our brain. And mm. that's why all over health and wellness magazines, it's all about gut health now and mm. making sure that our gut health is in optimal form. Um, we also have the same neural pathways to our, to our sex organs really? as well, right? Yeah. Mm. So, I mean, just, even just on like a scientific level, it's really relevant that how we treat that part of our life mm. is important, you know? Um, yeah, and it's, it's like, mm, how else, how else to just, how I mean, I'm trying I mean, to think, think, I mean, to, on a basic level, right, you're, there's so much stuff, like if, if it's like between a man and a woman or a um, man and a man and a woman, you're like, you pick up on stuff, you know, like if you want to actually make love with something, you can tell, you know, there's like stuff which you're not even aware of, like pheromones and mm. stuff. And so you could just say on a fundamental level, like that's your area being like, if it's saying no, it's because it's picking up on that like real evolution and stuff. Like, would you be a good mate to me? Maybe not. You shouldn't have sex. Yeah, totally. Yeah. There's that real primal aspect of it all mm. as well. It's yeah. like, and that comes down again to the holistic nature of everything because we're attracted to people who are our health match, right? Mm. Or someone, we're attracted to someone who's really healthy because mm. they're going to be able to either find more food for us or, um, you know, give us lots of children. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, the more sort of in touch we are with our bodies, even on a holistic level, not just sexually, mm. then um, the more, I guess, desirable we are on like a primal level. Yeah, mm. yeah. And... I mean, it's kind of funny because you like telling me stuff all about like pussies and stuff and obviously I don't have a pussy. Yeah. I mean, I could like on a... You can have an energetic one. Yeah, an energetic one. Um, but like, do you ever kind of like delve into like the male relationship? I mean, you do obviously with like woman to man, but like, do you ever to like kind of speak to the male side of it um, and kind of go into that side? Because I mean, like a guy might be listening to this, but it's like, how yeah. can he take that... And maybe not apply it to himself, but maybe it's just like an understanding. Like, well, okay, here's a better question. Um, but between all that rambling, what can a male understand of the feminine in essence or sexuality that can help him with his partner or his his sexual relationships? Mm. Yeah. Look, I mean, I, I will be honest. Like, I don't, I don't work with with men's sexuality specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, I do support a lot of men out there yeah. and I have a blog post that I'm actually about to publish. Um, what is that? What is it, what is it called? 
men need sexual healing too. Yeah. So it's um, I mean, it's, it's a bunch probably, of it's kind of all the same stuff, right? That's just different different tools. Yeah, I mean, well, we are different. Yeah, like we're totally different, and yeah. I think it's really important that men have strong masculine um, leaders in this space as well. Yeah, I mean can, that would be great because you see all this like all these like crystal dildos and yoni eggs, and then you're just like, oh, can what about someone, us? Can someone give me like a guided <laughs> masturbation or something? You know, you know, like totally there must be a, a night because for a guy it's all about just like you get taught like everyone watches porn it's how quick can you like jizz off yeah well like, I, don't, I don't know i never say that actually <laughs> how, how quickly can you like wank and then and then if you do even and then even if you do which i've done i'm like how can i make this more like sensual and more connective and rather than just like a simple pleasure thing and then there's like breathing but then looking anywhere else for that you know it's like a there's nothing. Yeah, totally. Um, and and so I it's hear like, you. I feel a little bit jealous, you know? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Which is silly because I'm like, <laughs> men are the constantly the ones who are just like always dominating and like, but you're right. There needs to be like that same, for there to be like sexual harmony between male and female and, and whatever you're, whatever you're into. They have to like, you have to look at both sides of it, right? Absolutely. And it's like, yeah, I mean, we can't just have this whole like feminine rising and then, <laughs> yeah. and then like where where are the men at yeah, you know yeah. and like i feel like with this whole you know goddess thing has come the sort of like spiritual superiority of like mm. women over men and yeah. it can be very yeah, no, emasculating I can see that, um so i mean but that's our that's our responsibility to mm. make sure that we're allowing men the space to rise with us and that comes down to again education so there's like you know we can, with our lovers and our partners, we can talk, you know, talk more, which mm-hmm. is a great starting point. But then, yeah, like it's identifying those leaders in the masculine space. Is there people in New Zealand doing that? Oh, um, no, not that I'm, I'm sure there are, but none that I I've come across so far. Yes. I'll do it. You, yeah. yes. <laughs> yes. I anoint you with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, there's there's a few. There's a couple in Australia, um, cool. and they're all like young guys who are cool and you know really relatable to people like you and me, mm. um, who are really just speaking about sexuality from a masculine perspective. You yeah, know? when that needs to happen, like I mean, you you can like go talk to your friends about your eggs, but if I went to my mate and I was like, I had this really good sensual masturbation, then he'd be like. The fuck, bro. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, I know, and I get it. Like, I mean, yeah. it, that's a very feminine thing to do, right? Mm. And that might not be like while you might enjoy it, and that's awesome to do that to feel nourished by that femininity. It might not really serve or nourish your masculine essence, mm. which is what you, I'm assuming, identify with the most. Mm. I mean, gen as genders, like as female or male, we all have masculine and feminine energy yeah, exactly. within us, That's right? Point, yeah. Um, so you know, it's kind of up to us again as individuals to sort of balance all of that out and understand how we're in like if we're in healthy masculinity or not. Mm. Um but yeah, no, there's definitely Ooh, I've, I'm, now I'm just going on. I could go on about that forever. <laughs> There's definitely a lot of space for men. And I, I think as women as well, it's important for us to educate ourselves about masculine se- sexuality, mm. just as is important it is for men to learn about female sexuality yeah. so yeah. that we can all be in this together and support each other, yeah. right? Because that's yeah. what it's about. That actually brings up a question. Do you think in general, 
there's lots of general questions in this yeah. podcast. Yeah. Um, that guys are more sexually, I'm just going to say horny, than girls? Oh, I don't do you think believe it's a, so. Do you think that's like a societal pushing away and covering up? And I feel like that's a bit of a story. Yeah. I feel like it's because we've lost, generally, on like a mainstream level, we've really lost the art of making love. Yeah. We've really lost the sort of divinity that happens in sex and how to have a really deeply fulfilling, nourishing experience. And so a lot of the time, you know, couples who, or even, you know, even in casual sex, we're having experiences where our pussies are completely shut down because they're not wanting to be in that experience. And so they clench up, they numb. And we have men who are just like ejaculating everywhere, giving off their life force and feeling really depleted from that as well. That's not totally inspiring, right? um, the drive in men is different to penetrate because that's the masculine energy. It's like you want to penetrate everything and that's just natural to us. Mm. I think there's an understanding around penetrating life and penetrating your purpose and your mm. mission and your projects that you're doing and yeah. using that penetrative force in a different yeah. way instead of only thinking that it's beneficial to sex. Have you read The Way of the Superior Man? I have. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, have we ever heard that before? But yeah. 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 So David Data, he's a great one. Yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah. 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 Using that sexual energy for like creativity or... Yeah. Like you said, your purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas for women, it's like if if we're not feeling opened by our lovers and and safe and all of that kind of stuff, then we can really shut down our heart and our Mm. pussy and... You know, that's when everything sort of starts to go awry and we Mm. can lose our libidos and and so on like that. Mm. And, you know, women can really experience like very painful sex on like a physical level because of all of the sort of emotions that are behind that. I mean, sex is 95 percent, 99 percent, I want to say, emotional for women. Mm. Totally. So, you know, we're really about... um, okay I'll, I'll, I'll give you another example here it's like um when I'm talking about communication I'm in a relationship right now for example where mm, ooh, 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 let me just think how to word this properly okay I've got it communication is everything in a relationship and that can that totally comes down to casual sex relationships as well people underestimate how erotic it is for women to be seen heard and fully understood <laughs> yeah you know and so if you if you really listen to your woman listen to her don't you know listen to her just from a place of complete presence non-judgment don't react just listen and let her let her say what she's saying that is such a turn on you know Mm. if you can really understand what she's saying that is foreplay you know Mm. erotic couples know that foreplay starts when the orgasm ends Mm. (laughs) you know and the thing is is i don't want to make it all about the woman of course but if we are feeling safe and nourished in those other areas within our relationship then we open we open our pussies we open our heart we're turned on we're gushing and we want you to penetrate us right Right, and therefore that is going to 
turn you on. Yeah. And so it's this kind of loop that starts to happen. Yeah. Mm. The kind of way I understand is that the woman energy, if you could sum up everything you said, is like wants to be loved. And that love can come through communication and um, acknowledging them. And then that, when they feel that love, then, yeah, they open up. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And, um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's such a loaded statement because, um, you know, there's a lot of, in the personal development world right now, it's like love starts with you and you need to fill yourself up with self-love and give from a place of overflowing and, you know, don't rely on anyone else to fulfill you, blah, blah, blah. And that's all true, I believe. It's really important to have a, you know, deeply loving relationship with yourself and give from the overflow. Um, At the same time, you know, we, if we're in a conscious partnership with somebody else, I do believe that we are responsible for the other person's emotional well-being as well, mm. you know, in, in a, to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, and that comes down to, yeah, making sure that the other person is heard and understood and seen yeah. and feeling loved and everything like that. So if you're in a relationship with someone and you're not spending any time with them or like prioritizing their happiness or kind of, you know, anything like that, then obviously that's not going to make them feel good yeah yeah and i think it's it's quite easy for the masculine as well to um say if my partner was like oh um like i'm just i'm like feeling anxious about something and i like i have to do this and the guy was like right cool and just like rattled off all these words and ideas and like um like logic and rationale Mm. you know like because that's how we think um and i think i really took it from that david data book was like sometimes your partner just wants a hug and you don't, you can just actually keep your mouth closed. Yeah. And I've, I don't want to say I've used that, but I rely on that now as something instead of me being like going to the head and being like projectile vomiting, all this, like these ideas, I'm just like, come here, come, you know, like here's a hug. And like, it's so much nicer than trying to have like a war of like ideas and all this stuff. Yeah. See, even I'm melting by you saying that, you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. just like, as soon as you say that, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I want to like, yeah. 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 Um, but it's funny. Cause like, it's almost like a, like to the guy, sometimes when you're, when you, when you're hearing stuff from, from the film and you're just like, oh fuck. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, I'm just like, I'm, I say to my friends, I'm like, bro, seriously, just like give your girlfriend a hug. Yeah. It's so much easier and there'll be so much more responses. Straight up, straight up. Just soften. Soften <laughs> yeah, her. Yeah. Soften her with love. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a really great quote that goes like, a wise man once said nothing <laughs> and then they made love. <laughs> but, you know, I get it. It's like even as women, we do that too. Our friends, people who we love are in distress and yeah. we want to help them yeah. like totally. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, we're listening to them and our brains are going off thinking, how can we solve this? And, you know, we're trying to do the fixing thing or even trying to think of questions to ask and mm. so on. Mm. And, you know, I believe that 50% of communication is learning how to actively listen. Mm which is, yeah, again, just sitting there, being present, not thinking about what to say and just listening and letting the person speak Mm. Um, and really just allowing the conversation to kind of um, 
go until it's finished yeah. yeah and i get it you know like um there can be a lot of talking as women like we have so many more thoughts than men and we mm. do we just love to chat a yeah. lot and i understand <laughs> that yeah. you know um and that's just the kind of gift that we've been gifted with in this yeah. world of yeah. having our differences mm. Mm. well i suppose we should talk about la 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 so mm. what, like what is it it's the podcast it's the store yeah, so Lalula is an online platform that's offering 100% body safe, natural erotica toys and accessories, as well as the educational tools and resources you need to expand your pleasure in mm. and outside the bedroom. So yes, there's an online store. The first range of stock that we've got in is all crystal toys and they're super beautiful. Uh, we've got, I'm working with a woman in LA at the moment who creates natural porcelain pieces and they're so beautiful, like hand marble dyed with like natural plant dyes and it's, they're just like so gorgeous. Um, I'm working with a carver as well in New Zealand, New Zealand, who's going to create like one-off hand carved bespoke, um, jade eggs, which are made from Ponamu. Wow. So they'll be just gorgeous i can't wait to have them available um yeah and so i mean there's other toys as well like wood and so on but for now it's just the crystals so yeah stay tuned for new pieces coming and then there's the podcast like i said that's going to be released in the next couple of days and i'll be um bringing courses to the platform soon too so the first podcast yeah oh no onto the um platform so it's like you kind of right yeah yeah yeah, so what's the name of the podcast the podcast is called the La Lula podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, all, all the classics. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then the first course that I'm releasing, I'm really excited about it. It's in a couple of months. It's called Yoni Yoga mm-hmm. because how many like g- women out there have yoni eggs that just sit on their you know bookshelf yeah. for like well, I don't really ever. know, but I'm sure there's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm personally guilty of this as well because yeah. there's just like I'm like great, I have a yoni egg now. What like. What do I do? Do I shove this off my pussy and like hope that it's going to do something magic? Um, (laughs) Yeah. So this is just kind of a a really, really practical, really easy to digest course with Mm. like a little bit of breathwork stuff, a little bit of meditation stuff and some like uh, kind of, you know, 10 to 20 minute yoga sequences that you can do to sort of help strengthen and tone your pelvic floor as well as like have that really beautiful connection to your sex area and so on. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the first one coming out, but there's going to be plenty more behind wow, it too. so amazing. Yeah, I know. I'm so excited. Mm. And with, uh, like, what are some kind of, like, the misconceptions that you've had with La La La? Like, some people might just look and be like, oh, it's just, those are just dildos. Like, you know, kind of, is there, yeah. what, is there any misunderstandings that you've had to face? What kind of answer or? Yeah, well... Of? I mean, my family's like definitely not in full support of my my new business. I think mm. like sex sort of working in the sex industry at a glance can really come off like, you know, vibrators, plastic vibrators, strip clubs, um, the more sort of satanic side of sex, I yeah, guess. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with vibrators or strippers. It's just... You know, it's that sort of under the shadow of yeah. it all that is still um, that is still widely identified as sexuality in mm. in our world. Mm. So what I'm really trying to do is shine a light on it and 
let people understand the beauty of it all yeah and yeah it really is uh holistic like i was saying before and so it's about bringing sexuality to the wellness table and thinking about all of the other aspects of our lives that it contributes to and how to sort of tie them all together so that we're going out into the world feeling happy healthy turned on and just really orgasmic yeah yeah Mm. and i think you said it already at the at the start it was like the people who came to your opening were the people that were ready and so some people might still look at this and subconsciously be not interested in it or they might be even against it because they're not part of them is not ready or they're pushing mm. something away mm-hmm. that makes them feel uncomfortable yeah about it because i think it's still a lot of people still feel really uncomfortable like when you like sit down with your mom and talk about sex or like um sexuality or like even your dad or your family or yeah you know it's like a thing that not no one talks about yeah but everyone's doing it or thinking about it or has the energy yeah it's it's still very much in the shadows so hopefully this will help shine some some light on it but you know there's a time and a place for everyone and for everything sorry and everyone everyone has their own journey and you know even a couple of years ago I would have looked at these crystal dildos and gone, oh my fucking god the hippies have lost their minds (laughs) you know like I wasn't ready for it either yeah and it takes time and I felt really called and it's made a hugely profound impact on my life and I know that it has the same results for many women but you know not it's not for everyone and that's totally Mm. okay yeah yeah and it's just important that everyone stays true to themselves and um yeah and and does do what's right for them yeah yeah no no I I I fully understand what what you're doing with La Lula and just like yourself is sort of how, like giving people the um, capacity to like add sexuality to like their health and well-being journey, mm. and that might mean that someone might just take a few more breaths whilst they're like making love, or someone start might like some using like ten yoni eggs and like have every <laughs> glass and jade dildo in the world, and yeah. you know. But like you said, it's your own individual journey, but it's about like bringing, making it, it like just making people think about the sexuality because obviously I mean no human can deny that it's one of the most important energies and things like it's like you said it's the life it's the how life is created yeah totally we spend a lot of time ignoring it and pushing it away and obviously that results in some real negative things sometimes Mm, absolutely and yeah like living an orgasmic life is again is not about the penetrative act of Mm. of, you know heteronormative sex for example it's it's completely different to everybody and it's about living from a place of doing what lights you up and mm. and feel pleasurable and good mm. Mm. that's what living an orgasmic life is yeah. one of my favorite things that i one of my favorite questions in my podcast is how do you cultivate more pleasure in your life and every single interviewee answers it differently and yeah. not one of them have had anything to do with sex mm. so how do you cultivate more pleasure in your life Oh, how do I... Oh, that's such a good question to ask me. <laughs> um, how do I cultivate more pleasure in my life? By surrounding myself with beauty. Yeah, I really pride myself on... On... Yeah, like surrounding myself with beauty. And mm. 
nourishing my body with good food that looks good is mm. colorful living in environments that are beautiful paying attention to the lighting at night and yeah wearing clothes that make me feel beautiful and yeah yeah attention mm. to beauty mm. Mm. i like it and do you want to um tell people where to go and maybe spell out la lula as well just yeah sure for people who are listening mm, yeah so la lula is is the website is www.lalula.com yep. and that is spelled l-a-l-u-l-a-h.com mm-hmm. and i chose that because yeah, that, I didn't even ask that. Yeah, I, well, I there's no real like deep and meaningful story about the name. <laughs> it's kind of because it's not out there, and um, you know, it hasn't been used before, and the SEO will be good for it. It was, yeah. it was very much a business decision, but oh, it's yeah. also a bit of a mix up of my name, and I think it yeah. just sounds pretty and feminine. So yeah, there nice. you go. So there's com. There's also Lalula on Instagram. Um, the podcast is called the Lalula podcast. And like we said earlier, you can find it on Spotify, iTunes, cool. YouTube. And when's your course coming out? First course coming out in six weeks time. So the exact date of that, I'm not entirely, mid-May. Yeah. And the yeah. first episode comes out on the 27th of March. Yes. For the podcast. Yep. Check it out. Check it out. Is there any, do you recommend any people, like any books or anything besides, um, yourself that like you've has really helped you or like any people mm, yes yeah, so many so so many i feel like a great book to start on if you're just kind of just getting started with um the sexuality piece would be pussy a reclamation oh, I've seen it, yeah. yeah that's um it's a classic <laughs> and yeah. yeah it's just a really great way to sort of bring more awareness towards um, having a better relationship with your body and with your sexuality and mm. yeah, living from a place of feeling vital and alive and healthy. Mm. 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 Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, no, even like this has been an amazing conversation mm. Yeah. It and, has. uh, it's, yeah, it's opened up lots of stuff for me and things to look at. And so I no doubt people listening would have loved it as well, but, um, mm. yeah, thanks for being here and Thank everyone. You find more pleasure in your life absolutely here's to making love to life (laughs) (laughs) I'll share with you